Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake, I like video games too. And, ladies and gentlemen, this is a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. I like that you did a song even though I like kind of like brought it down a little bit from the energy level we're normally at when we start the show. <laughs> I was really like, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if that was going to happen. I'm so glad it did, though. How have you been, Jake, Tony? I- I've been pretty good, man. Pretty good, man. I've been playing a lot of video games lately. It's, it's been a. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like it's been a while since we've did an episode, and I I got a couple really good games I've played uh, since the last time we talked. So. Well, it sounds like you should go first with what we, what we've been playing then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been playing uh, on two separate occasions now for very long stretches of time a game called Killer Queen. Killer Queen is. What? So, Killer Queen is a it's an arcade game. So it's one of those like it's a modern arcade game. I, I don't mm-hmm. remember what year it came out, but it's it's been out for a couple of years now. Um, it's at a lot of like barcades and things like that. It's a five on five game that's almost like a MOBA. I think I've seen this at arcades before. Yeah, giant. It almost looks like the X Men beat 'em up, where it's got like a big tabletop yeah. thing with it. Two different sides, five on five, big screens all around and stuff so other people can see what's happening in the game. And it's Mm -hmm. basically, it's kind of like a MOBA where there's three different ways you can win. There's an econ win, a military win, and a snail victory. Okay, Uh, sounds like my kind of victory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's... It's really weird. I'm not going to try to explain what Killer Queen is here because I'm, I'm not going to do it justice, but you should definitely check it out. It's a super duper fun game. Even playing it like at an arcade. Yeah, so there's a, a new arc, uh, barcade that opened up basically down the street from me called Coin Dexters. <laughs> um, and they have it there, and it's like it's $1 uh, to play. And that $1 gets up to 10 people because any like it's it's almost like drop in, drop out. Each team has a team of four, like, workers, like, peons, and then the queen. Inputs are incredibly simple. You just have a joystick and one button. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the worker bees, you can only go left and right. For the the queen, uh, you can go left, right, or down. You It almost controls, like, joust. It's like hmm. the mechanics of joust. Because you, you're trying to, like, if you're trying to kill somebody, you kind of land on their head almost. It's really interesting. Everybody can play it. Like, I had my birthday party last, or this past weekend, and we had uh, a ton of people out, that a, a lot of which aren't gamers, and everybody was able to, like, kind of step up to the machine and play and feel like they're contributing to, like, a team's win, mm-hmm. which was fun. Which It's, it's, it's a really, really cool game. Uh, and it's coming out for the Switch here really soon too so uh we'll definitely have to check that out when it gets uh the first time a home release that's cool it's coming for those i have to say i just love the switch i was so nervous about it when it was first announced but it has just been a fantastic console and like so many great ports to it just like hearing that it's coming to switch it's just like yeah that's what the console's for it's a really great it's a really great little device yeah like everything's coming there except for this other game that i want to talk about uh this past weekend uh in between uh birthday party celebrations uh i've been playing destiny 2 blizzcon fucking what yeah so at blizzcon (laughs) really yes you yeah so uh at blizzcon they announced that destiny 2 is free for anybody yeah i think you can actually still download it uh, I don't know if it was... I, I did, actually. Oh, there you, there you go. Yeah, so <laughs> I played the original Destiny, and I liked it up until a point, and then I be- 
became kind of a hater, mainly because there's just not enough stuff to do in that game. That can, like You can never mm-hmm. say that Destiny is a bad playing game. It's just there's not enough of that video game. You know, it's a grind. I can say it's a bad playing game. Oh, fuck that. It, duh, it's... <laughs> It, milky smooth gameplay in terms of like the the gun control. Milky oh, smooth. Mi- milky smooth. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I'm digging Destiny too. I, I, I have a feeling it's good, the same thing's going to happen with this game that as it did uh, with Destiny One. Uh, just not enough content. Mm-hmm. But uh, I played through the story over the weekend and. And it was fine. It was good. Like, I actually enjoyed those missions. I, I'd be, like, happy to run those missions again. Uh, whereas I think mm-hmm. in, in Destiny 1, the missions just seemed, go here, kill a bunch of enemies, fuck around with your ghost. Right. And then you're, it's over. Okay. At least there's differentiation in Destiny 2, you know? Which I liked. I think I played Destiny 1 for about an hour and a half and uh, got just so bored of it. Yeah. But I guess, like, I, I mean, if Destiny 2 is better and, like, I did get it for free as well. Why the hell not? Maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah, let's let's jump on and uh, play. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, like I like the uh, original Halo trilogy. Bungie can make solid games. So, okay, I'll I'll give it a shot. Yes, I'll give it a shot. let's play Destiny two Woo! together. All right, should we just stop right now and play that? Yeah, I know. Fuck this episode. Uh- <laughs> All right, that's a wrap, everybody. This was Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> Episode Roller Coaster Tycoon. Time spent talking about Roller Coaster Tycoon. Zero seconds. Zero. We named the title twice. Uh, Jake, Jake, what have you been playing before we get into uh, our title episode? Uh, well, I've been playing uh, two games. One, uh, I've been replaying Breath of the Wild on um, normal difficulty because I've done two playthroughs. My first on normal, then one on master mode, and now this one on normal. I wasn't a fan of Master Mode. All it does is just increase the enemy health pool and give them health regen. It doesn't really do anything to the game. The only difficulty change is, like, the bad guys had more protein bars before the fight. (laughs) And I'm actually enjoying it a lot more playing it on normal because a lot of that game's difficulty is linked to what you know about the game and having played that game for so long in my first two playthroughs. It's like a whole different experience and i'm like not really scared walking around with like three or four hearts anymore right i for a while thought this was my favorite zelda game but i don't know if it is anymore just because of it's almost too open world where that i don't feel any need or inspiration to like do the plot Hmm. so that just makes it like I don't really feel like playing, because it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to progress in the story, which I don't really care about, or am I just going to fuck around for a little bit? See, I, I don't really feel like doing that either. See, it's it's funny you mentioned Breath of the Wild, because I've been kind of slowly playing through the game again now uh, on the Switch, because I played on uh, the Wii U before, and mm-hmm. I kind of feel the same way, where it's like, every time I pick it up, like I don't, like, wait, what was I doing again? What am I progressing towards? But that's kind of why right. I like it, is because you can get into open-world shenanigans, and you have fun with it in that little, bite-sized, compact moment, and then you can kind of move on from it. Or if you want to sit down and kind of go through a bigger portion of the game, like, that's also there for you, but... I, I don't know, like, there's there's always a shrine around the corner that you can do and then feel like you've mm-hmm. accomplished something every time you pick up the system. I, I mean, I, I do agree with that. It's just, it is a beautiful accomplishment of gaming. I, nobody can ever take that away from Breath of the Wild. I hope they make another game a lot like that, just with a bit more of a structured and well-developed 
main plot. Yeah, uh, for it was because a, it's 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 fantastic. Yeah, the game is really good. I I go back and forth whether it's my favorite Zelda game uh, or not, and I've been leaning mm-hmm. towards. Well, from the onset, I've been leaning towards not. It's it's probably number two though. It's probably number two. Yeah. So yeah, I've been playing that a bit through, and then another game I played a lot: New Spider Man on the PS4. That's right. Holy crap. That game is so good. Yeah. So good. I love it. I just, like, I haven't enjoyed playing a game this much in a long time. Huh. I've never really been too much of a completionist in games, but this game just makes me want to do it. Like, there's such a good diversity of side quests, and, like, the stuff never takes a whole lot of time, and it's always enjoyable. So I played that game. I, I think I'm, like, 93% complete with all of it. Wow. Um, and the, the other 7% is just, like, waiting for, like, RNG events to pop up, so I don't really care about that extra 7%, but, like, all the stuff that's, like, there, I went for. It just plays so well. The movement's so great. How do I describe this? It makes you feel very, like, Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. That's always kind of been part of the story, is that he has difficulty, like, balancing that life, and there's, like, always something he has to do as one alter ego or the other, and this game really makes you feel that. I'm not sure if it's on purpose, but a lot of times if you're going to a main story quest, like you're going to meet Aunt May, or you need to do something at your job, or you need to like stop the shocker from robbing a bank, you'll start swinging there, and as you get really close, like, ooh, a random mugging pops up, and you're like, I gotta go stop that mugging, like, it's just like Spider-Man's gotta do that, and then there's no real consequences to that, but it like makes you feel that. Yeah. And, I mean, like, at this point, like, the Arkham Asylum style of combat has been done and done and done, but this game does it very well, and it adds, like, extra extra gameplay on top of that because, you know, you're Spider-Man, you have, like, cooler powers than Batman does. Like, you can web-whip to people, you have the Spider-Sense, yeah. which means you can, like, do, like, super cool, like, bullet dodges and, like, your ability to, like, shoot web in the face of the guy who shot at you. There's, like, just such it's, cool stuff like that. Yeah, it's because, per- like, Spider-Man's such a kinetic character right there's so much absolutely there's so much movement that goes like he's primed to be a good video game character you know and it's mm-hmm. it sucks that it's taken so long to get this game but i think you know insomniac did an amazing job with it and like they, they've done amazing jobs with you know all their other games like they're they're known for really really awesome gameplay so mm-hmm. the fact that you're you're saying that they they nailed being spider-man that makes me feel like i need to go run out and buy this game right now like i'm a giant i couldn't i could not recommend it highly enough yeah i mean i'm a giant spider-man fan i just am very weary of open world games in general i mean we were just talking about uh legend of zelda breath of the wild like that's the only open world game i've ever enjoyed and i've tried Mm -hmm. tons of them and i always get about two hours through it and it's like hmm i'm not really enjoying this at all i wish the gameplay was better moving on and yeah if if you're saying that being spider-man is actively fun and engaging then i bet i would love that game yeah i mean like this game does have that where the story isn't fantastic like it's fine um i like that it, at the, the, the onset of the story you've been peter parker's been spider-man for eight years like you don't have to go through the origin shit yep. like you've been spider-man New York City's like, we know who Spider-Man is. Everybody has their own opinions on it. I like that in this iteration, J. Jonah Jameson is like some like Rush Limbaugh type news uh, <laughs> talk show host. Because that just like makes sense with modern Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike most open world games, the movement of one place to another is really fun. Um, this is going to sound really fucking pretentious, but like 
it being in New York is also really cool because there's this one group of side quests where it doesn't put a waypoint. It's just like they show you a picture and be like, you have to go find where this picture was taken. And there's like some clues in the text, but like there are certain like landmarks, like, oh, there's the Washington Square Park arc arch. And like, I know exactly where that is. I can whip right to it. And like that kind of stuff is really cool. And the open world is really fun. I could talk about this game for an entire episode. It's great. <laughs> Go pick a- it up. I'm just going to put one more last thing in there. Mandatory non-Spider-Man stealth missions are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that part of the game. Just is terrible. But- they, at least uh, until like the very late game, they don't really overstay their welcome. And there's like cool stuff where you're playing as one insert spoiler here character who's hiding from the rhino which is like that's a kind of cool setup like a normal person hiding from like a super villain but then it's just like that sequence goes on way too long yeah but really really great game really great game awesome well so what's our episode about jay this is your this is your episode what uh what are we playing yeah well we're playing a little a little computer game called roller coaster tycoon all right. Oh, you just you don't you don't like you don't like fun, do you? Uh, after the break, we'll get into <laughs> roller coaster tycoon. like the game here talking about roller coaster tycoon jake this is your pick huh it is yes uh roller coaster tycoon a 1999 pc game uh this is one of the earlier games and like what i would consider like the simulation craze that really hit at that time like with SimCity 2000 coming out and the sims itself which came out in 2000 which was a monster hit um, this game kind of predated that. It was like it was big. It wasn't like the Sims level big, but information I was able to find it sold four million copies by two thousand and two, which puts it in like the top twenty of PC sales. I wasn't able to find information as far as its sales since then, yeah. but it's available on Steam. It has nearly three thousand reviews on Steam, so I would assume it sold yeah. fairly well on that as well. And what I didn't know is this actually got a re-release on the original Xbox in two thousand and two. What? Which I'm sure was terrible. Ha- as, there's like, no any way. sort of RTS style game being ported to console would be. There's no way that game is good on on a console. There's no, no. way. But um, yeah, like as I said, it's a type of simulation game, so not really as a uh, pulse pounding or combat oriented as other potential games but it's really based on you are given different scenarios and terrains and landscapes in which you are supposed to build a thriving amusement park what are your initial initial thoughts on it tony have you well, have you played this game or have you played a game like it no. i assume you've played the sims cuz everybody's no. played the sims i've never played sims uh, I've what? Dude, so like the sim genre I've never yeah. really played this this is not my first sim game that I've played but it's the only one that's coming to mind when I think of sims like I, I don't think I've played Oof. much of any sim game before so like I was immediately kind of put on my heels by this game because like mm-hmm. I, this is something I've never touched before I need to learn all of these skills all like how to think 
like a in a god game fashion, and that just it's just not my strong suit. It's not what I find enjoyable. I, I don't find that type of game fun. So like, I had a really hard time getting into this game. But the thing that is immediately kind of striking about the game is that the possibilities are fucking endless like you can do oh yeah like no playthrough is ever going to be the same you and i could both start playing a game right now and it's going to be like completely different like we're going to problem solve in completely different ways and they all can be right you know like as long Mm -hmm. as you're able to make it work you can make almost anything work or that's a weird way of saying it you can almost make (laughs) you can almost make anything work in the game, you know, like there's only a mm-hmm. couple of constraints that you have to worry about, but you can kind of build your park to do whatever you want. Yeah. So with the um, like main game, there are, I think, 21 different scenarios. And as far as I know, all of them are some variation of like by this date, maybe like three or four years later, have X number of guests and have a park reading of X, which is basically just like how satisfied people are with your park. Yeah. So you're given a variety of scenarios. Like the first one, you're just given like a big open plane. Uh, some of them get more difficult where it's like the terrain's a bit more rocky and there's like a big lake in the middle. Um, but all of it is some variation of get so many guests in your park, just have a satisfaction rating of whatever. You have this much time. Go for it. Begin. Yeah. Yeah. So I played this game when it came out. I played the shit out of this game when it came out and i've touched i've like i've messed with it here or there since then but i've never really sat down with it like i have playing it for this episode but you know sitting down like i remember all the hotkeys i know all the stuff like i know what you need to prioritize as far as yeah. getting the research done what you want to build what's going to make you the most money all that kind of stuff but you coming at it fresh not really playing sim games because apparently like excitement overwhelming <laughs> absolutely yeah. overwhelming the game it's just symbols. They're throwing symbols at you, and they don't explain anything. Like, it, it, when you boot this game up, the title screen has four boxes at the bottom <laughs> with no fucking words. No words. And those and those images don't look like anything. Like, it looks like there's a top. They don't. They don't. They, they're, it's completely, completely... <laughs> Uh, confusing. I, I just when I first booted this game up, I was like, I don't even know how to start. What? What? Like, what do I do here? It, mm-hmm. it was, and 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 it just and that continues when you start to play the real game. Like the, it, it's just so frustrating for me that it's like I have to click on every single one of these symbols and kind of kind of figure out what it does. I, I didn't always figure out what every single thing did, and it's like. Just zooming the camera, I was like, oh, I have to go to this button here. Because I don't know the hotkeys. I don't know any of that stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. I had a really hard time grappling with the system itself that I never got the full enjoyment out of being truly creative with it. Um, because that's, to me, the, the real draw of this game is, like I was saying before, you can kind of solve problems whatever way you want. But the thing that I wasn't expecting in this game, I, did, I didn't know this game had, was like, you could just build your own roller coaster. It's not It's not just like... Oh, yeah. It's not just put these little different parks are always the same. You know, here's a ride here, here's a ride here, that like it's always going to be the same. That's what I thought it was going to be. It was just like, you're given, you know, tons of stuff to, to build, but like, those are your building. It is really cool to sit down and try to design a roller coaster. I mean, that's... 
Yeah. I, I don't think I ever finished a game of Roller Coaster Tycoon, but I sat down and I built a cool-ass roller coaster. You know, like, that shit was fun. Yeah. That was fun. I think that's actually an interesting facet of it, where finishing a scenario sometimes just gets a little dull. Yeah. And so, like, a lot of times what would happen is I would get to the guest rating, like, or guest rating and, like, guest attendance and, like, be way above it, and I'd have another, like, four months of in-game time to just, like, kill. Yeah. like, I'd have to, like, waste that time. And there's no way to speed it up or anything like that. So this was, I think, coming at it, like, this time as a an adult who's more able to, like, have the focus to finish a campaign, I actually, like, went through a bunch. I think I did, like, maybe 10 or 11 uh, full campaigns in the base set. Um, but I don't think I really ever finished them growing up. It would always just, like, develop it, I would get bored, I would exit out, yep. sort of thing, yeah. and never really complete it. And they do ramp up in difficulty, but I never got to the point where it was difficult. Yeah. So you, I, at least for me, I would kind of get into this zone of development in building up what was going on, making sure I would like maximize my profits, and like kind of have the same routine starting up. And then at some point, it kind of deviates based on either the size of the park that you're given or the rides that you're given initially, or even just, like, how much money you have. But at some point, it just gets to, cool, I've gotten to where I need to go, let's get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a sim game, so you control everything. You control the economy, the rides, what rides you research to develop. Bathrooms! Uh, the scenery of it. <laughs> yeah, what employees you have, the shops installed, the color schemes, the names of the rides, the names of the guests. Like, you can control all that stuff like down to the most minute detail if you want to make a one tile tower in the middle of your theme park do it like you can do that like it's bound and not boundless necessarily but there's a lot of freedom yeah in how you can develop the park and what you can do and how meticulous you can get with it so like if you build a second roller coaster the first one's gonna be called roller coaster one and the second one's gonna be called roller coaster two like, I was fine with that, but if you want to get creative and call one, like, Corkscrew uh, Thunder, and you know, call the other one... Shit uh, Kicker! Death! Shit Kicker! <laughs> there we go. You can do that. You can name a guest who says, like, I thought that ride was too intense. You can name that guest, like, Asshole Wimp. Like, you can just do <laughs> stuff like that. Like, there's <laughs> so much great things you can do, and that's one of the things I love about sim games. Yeah. It's like, that's the stuff that intimidates the hell out of me, that, like, I don't that I don't get into because it's like it's oh it's too much because like the way you were just describing that took me right back to uh, our recording of FTL and I was like mm-hmm. oh yeah I renamed my characters and my ship and all that stuff and you and you're like what why are you doing that in this game you know but it's right, like don't get attached to them <laughs> right yeah which is like. <laughs> I did that in that game, and I loved it about it. But in this game, I was just, like, so overwhelmed by the amount of choice, by, mm-hmm. you know, really struggling with the controls. Because I feel like if I if I could control that game like I control Super Smash Brothers or something, like, something that I know very well and, like, the, the controls uh, are fluid for me, that could be, like, the most fun game ever. But... Mm-hmm. I just can't get there because when I click on a button just to open up a park or to build something, two menus come up that take up all of my screen. And it's like, 
what is the, like it, the the UX of the game is just so frustrating, and and part of that for me is because I'm coming to this game so long after its initial release. Gaming has came a long way in that time. Like if I probably played the newest version of Roller Coaster Tycoon, you know that has like the best UX to it. Like I bet I would enjoy that game a whole lot more. But like I really grappled with uh, the controls of this game. Like I just didn't. It never. I never got that that great feeling that you're describing. Yeah, I can. I can definitely understand that. Having not kind of grown up with this game, and that's one of the difficulties I think of going back to nostalgic games that you haven't played before. Which is, I think, one of the things I love about talking about games on this podcast is that I kind of took that for granted. Yeah, and you, you didn't. Like, you didn't have that. Like, the first scenario kind of serves as the unofficial tutorial Mm -hmm. but it's not giving you prompts of like hey go here select rides it's just like here you go here's your park build it this is what you gotta do what does that mean i don't know what's the park rating yeah (laughs) exactly and like there is a tutorial i figured that out like if you click on it like here's a tutorial but wait what there is yeah so it it opens (laughs) up it opens up that first scenario but the game is just playing itself you know, like the cur- the, mm. the mouse curse- cursor moves around. It does all these things. Like it starts the the process of building a park, but there's no words that are accompanying it that that I saw. Like there's no like text boxes or anything. There's no voiceover. There's nothing. And the other thing that's really <laughs> fucked up with it is that if I start moving the mouse to start pressing things during the tutorial, I I take over control. So the first couple of times that I started the tutorial, I I didn't know what it was because, again, you look at the fucking title screen and there's no words on it whatsoever (laughs) and it's fucking stupid. Oh, it's so frustrating. Anyway, so when I found found the tutorial, I, I didn't even realize I was playing the tutorial because... It, there was no prompt. There, there was nothing, nothing to tell me what's happening here. It's just the game is trial by fire. Like it's the perfect game mm-hmm. if you have hours and hours and hours to sit in front of a game and just like, you know, I'm gonna learn all of this. Right. Which is what I did when I was 13. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's it's like the reason I don't get into fucking Dota 2 is like I don't want to sit there and learn everything about Dota 2 because I don't have the time to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, I barely have the yeah. time for Heroes of the Storm shit, and that's like infinitely, <laughs> infinitely more simplistic, but a better game before it because of it. But we're not talking about Heroes of the Storm. We're talking about Rogue We're not. We could, though. We, we could. <laughs> I want to. Don't get me wrong. There's, like, BlizzCon just came out. There's some big updates coming. We could definitely, like, talk about it. Don't get me wrong, but we're on a roller coaster tycoon. Yeah. We're talking about that right now. We're not talking about Diablo Immortals. We're talking about roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> did you get into like building your own roller coasters? Like, cause, like I said, that's the only thing that I really did uh, that I got some enjoyment out of. Like, did, did you get super into it? Not really, because this is going to be super dumb. I can never build one that's mild enough for guests to go on. Because there are excitement ratings, there's, like, nausea ratings, there's thrill ratings, and I would build a roller coaster, I'm like, ooh, that seems kind of cool, or, like, even model it one off of one at, like, Cedar Point that I've seen before. Yeah. And then I would make it, and then I'd open it up, be like, oh, I'm so, like, my guests are gonna love this ride, and then I would just see, like, person after person, like, look at it, walk away, look at it, walk away, then you can, like, press the people, like read their minds because that's kind of god you are each of them would say like "Ooh, 
that ride's too intense for me. I would just like, get so frustrated every time, so I would just go with the pre-built, pre-built rides every single time. Oh. And, like, every once in a while, with roller coasters for that, there are other types of ride, like, more, like, gentle rides, even, like, you can build, like, a monorail or, like, a chairlift that can take people from one place to another. Like, I could design those because you kind of have to. But no, never really built my own roller coasters and roller coaster tycoon. However, I do love that process. I think it's a very intuitive yeah. and interesting process to make your own roller coaster, which is, now we can transition into the graphics, one of the plus sides to the sprite-based graphic program that or graphics uh, interface that's in this game. So it's not like rendering all these objects in the real world. They're just like sprites and pixels and whatnot. So it allows for very intuitive and smooth adding on to each part and it doesn't make it overly complicated and the game itself will kind of like gray out the types of tracks you can't use. And I think that kind of graphics uh, style, like it definitely looks old. Like, the green graphics aren't like, yeah, game, oh, these are timeless, the like, in a way like that maybe, like, Paper Mario was. No, the game looks like oh, shit. no, it does not look like shit. It looks like an old sim game, but, like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's not terrible, but, like, the kind of graphics it has allows for, like, a massive amount of, like, models to be on screen with there being no hiccups or lags or yeah, anything like that. that's true. That's true. I mean, like, they have to be able to simulate these really, really complex parts. There's a lot of moving pieces to this game. Right. User-generated moving parts all over the place. You can zoom out the screen all the way. The game's rendering 10 roller coasters, 18 merry-go-rounds, and 600 people walking around, and it's fine. Part of that is from this game being nearly 20 years old and running on modern computers, but another part of that is that it just has a good, compact low processor intensive type of design and that fits the kind of simulation gameplay very well and the graphics you know haven't aged amazingly but they still look all right but i think the sound design in this game it's fantastic the sounds of this game are great i'm just like immediately transported with the um like there's like the people had their like excited screams when they're on a roller yeah, coaster yeah, 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 yeah. it's like that really good like uh, effect of, like, it going away from you. Um, there's, like, a little jingle that the merry-go-round plays. I just, like, feel it every time. Your guests are laughing every once in a while, and even, like, the of a roller coaster going up. The sound design in this game is fantastic, and it is still top-notch this far down the line, even though the graphics might not be. Yeah, I'll, I agree with you on that point, that, like, it does, it feels and sounds like an actual amusement park. You know, like, it, mm-hmm. they nailed those feelings and, and that aesthetic really well. I, I I don't think the game looks great, but it doesn't look good because the game's almost twenty years old and it's a sim game. Like those games are not supposed to great, but like th- those games aren't supposed to look great. You know, like that's not right. at that time they weren't supposed to look great. You know, like you look at games like uh, City Skyline or yeah, City Skylines. Look at a game like that, it's like, oh that game is pretty. Like that is is pretty. But it can be because like the the graphics and processors are much better than they were before but i yeah i i don't think that graphics are timeless but i do, I, I think you're right that the the sound is pretty pretty good i'll really good. i'll remember yeah. that like the, the roller coaster like, I, I i remember that like that's it's mm-hmm. good that'll still stick with me 
You know, one yeah. other little touch about this game that I thought was great, and this is just like really silly that popped in my head, but when you're like hiring new people, like you're dragging them onto the board, like they like kick around and stuff, right? Like it's like yeah. it's like you're picking them up. Like it's fucking great. It's mm-hmm. it's it's like stupid shit like that. It's like, oh yeah, I am playing God right here. Like no doubt about it. Right. You know. And there's, like, yeah, that's, like, a cool thing. Like, you need to hire employees because that's something you wouldn't even think of. Like, if you have roller coasters, people are going to get nauseous and throw up on the track. You need janitors for that and to empty the, tra- empty the trash cans to mow the fucking lawn. You need mechanics to make sure that your more risky roller coasters don't kill people, which they will and can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mascots can keep people entertained. You can advertise your park. I would do that near the end game. Like, if I had money to spare, I would just- start an advertising campaign to increase attendance. I guess, like, at the end of the game, I would have money to do that, which I think is an issue because the economy in this game is a little bit wonky. Like, you always get this notification of, like, guests are commenting that your park entrance fee is too low. What? I'd have it up to, like, $80, and this is a 1999 money. Right. Guests are like, wow, that's really cheap to get in. Okay, whatever. There's, like, almost no downside to increasing your loans because you can take out loans in this game. And I think you pay, like, 1% interest, so you can have, like, $20,000 in loans, and then, like, over the month, the only downside is you have to pay $200, which is, like, nothing yeah. in this game's economy. That's, that's three people coming through your gates, you know? Exactly, yeah. There's stuff like that where it's just, like, it's like kind of like, if that was, like, a little bit more polished, I think this game would be even better, and it would make it more engaging for those scenarios yeah you like um, you like playing stuff on hard mode you know like that's you you like that you like that (laughs) challenge kind of stuff i like to i like to sweat a little bit i don't have to like i don't want to have to like wait out an entire you know year of amusement park time when i've already won i just like hope that no nobody dies and speaking of people dying this is a simulation game and if you so choose to you can play as a vengeful god oh absolutely so there are, like, things you can do. You can make roller coasters that are designed to crash. You can literally pick up guests and just, like, drop them into an isolated pool of water, drown them. You can do even do things like things that are more, um, I think, psychotic, like make a hedge maze that takes people about two in-game years to finish. Um, or you can be, like, more, I think, like, fiscally maniacal. You can charge people a buck and a half to go to the bathroom. You can raise the prices of umbrellas when it's raining um the thing i would love to do i would like make one of those monorails or whatever and have it go from one side of the park to the other and just like jack up the price of it so they would be like isolated in this like money making machine i have and they couldn't get to the exit (laughs) jesus so there's like maniacal stuff like that you can do. Uh, did you did you in, indulge I mean, I, any of your like, more sadistic fantasies? So, so I did drop people in water because like as soon as I figured you out got, like you as soon as you get, like I figured out you can pick up people. I'm like, well, I gotta try this. You know, like can I just like throw yep. this person? Like, yep, this shit works. Does it get? Does the game let me get away with it? Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, that's fun. I did, the worst thing I did was like. I'm going to close all the bathrooms and everybody's just going to be running around <laughs> shitting their pants. Like, that's that's the worst I got with it. It feels like you went on another level. You kind of went, you went kind of weird evil. Like, you just wanted to, like, get into some mischievous behavior. Well, you know, you got to make money to build more rides, okay? So you have to murder <laughs> everybody? Okay, I wouldn't murder people in scenarios where I'm trying to win. Jake, you had a roller coaster called Murder Face. (laughs) Yep, I did. 45 (laughs) dead. (laughs) 
you can like people will die like sometimes on purpose or just maybe one of your roller coasters the brakes will fail you'll do like 16 of your guests will die and that's gonna affect the park that's gonna decrease your attendance it gets gonna decrease the rating it has a palpable effect on mm-hmm. the gameplay this game is very deep and i think that makes it more engaging in a way once you penetrate through that learning curve mm-hmm. My favorite thing about yeah. the game was, uh, so I did build one roller coaster. I built like a corkscrew thing. Got people on it. They immediately puked. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was perfect. Good time. Yeah. <laughs> totally worth. Totally worth. <laughs> you can make people puke 10 out of 10. <laughs> I, you know what? I give this game 17 puking mascots. <laughs> Out of a hot dog stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I will say, in your defense of not really being as into this game, is when I'm in the mood to play it, it's really fun to get into. But if I'm not necessarily, like, feeling it, if I'm not, like, in a sim mood, um, it's impossible. If I'm just not in the mood to play a game like this, I can't even... I just can't force myself to play it. Yeah. Because of how the system... Like, how the interface is, just, like, the objective of the game. Like, in the week leading up to this podcast, like, I tried to open it up a few times. I would play maybe, like, 15 minutes or so and just be like, I just, I, I can't right now. I can't. Yeah. The game demands But when you're in the mood for it, it's just, I love it. When it clicks, when you click and the game clicks, it's fantastic. The, de- the game demands a lot of your attention. Um, right. And a lot of your uh, cognition. Um, Jake, what, like, what would you rate rate this game on your totally silly, stupid scale? Okay, so this is going to be a little unorthodox. I'm going to give it five puking guests out of five. Asterisk. No, what? You can't. If, you can't give a perfect. It, you can't. If you're feeling it, oh, no. Like when this game, when you're, when this game, like when you and the game are in sync, it is unbeatable. There is a reason why I've come back to this game time and time again over the last 20 years because it is a fantastically designed system and when you know the game and when you really like engage in the scenarios it can be beautiful but like you said like picking it up for the first time it's gonna be tough if you're not feeling a sim game it's gonna be really tough but when you're into it like when i like first picked this up when we announced playing the game on steam it's five bucks pick it up there's no excuse not to when like i first started that and like played it for the first time i just like state of zen just scenario 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 loving it it is this is just like the kind of game i could play forever if i'm feeling like it but if i'm not then it's like two guests stuck in a three-year hedge maze out of five so i don't know like i I, let's average it together we'll end up with a with a four out of five i'll give it that I think it's a little. Yeah, it's like, the real... it's, a, it's perfect. It's perfect when you feel it wants to be perfect, but when it's not, it's not. So let's average it together. Four out of five. You broke me, Tony. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah, because you don't get to you don't get to rate it two different things. Well, I'm gonna rate this game a seven on a Tuesday, but on Wednesday I really liked it, so now I'm giving it a ten. Like you can't do that. But that's what it, that's what it is. That's what it is, though. And you know it, okay? One of these days, one of these days, you're gonna be playing a first-person shooter, and you're gonna be like, you know, this is just way too exciting. I want to be bored for a little bit, and you're gonna pick up Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it's gonna be ah, uh, you're just gonna like get into a state of nirvana. Jake, I feel like we've been doing this podcast for a long time. You know, I will never 
ever do that. It will never one happen. Of these, one of these days. One of these days, you're gonna get it. You're gonna pick up this game and you're gonna start playing Blues to- Plunes Tower Defense <laughs> Six. You're gonna play both <laughs> those games in the same day, and you're gonna call me and you're gonna say, Jake, I'm sorry. All right. Well, let's see. You gave it what seventeen throwing up guests out of a hot dog stand. I'll I'll succumb to your uh, Buzz Killington attitude and give it a four out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, there we go. There we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what, Tony? I feel cheated. All right, well, there we go. That's Roller Coaster Tycoon. I think if you're at all simulation curious, five bucks on Steam. This, yeah. Any, any computer can run it. Pick it up. Yeah, I... Seriously, I, it's fantastic as far as sim games go. I would agree. Like, if you want to try a sim, this is probably the best place to start. Anywho... Uh, so, Anywho. so we've actually been doing a lot of stuff in the um, in the interim between our episodes here. Uh, we did some streaming. We streamed with uh, One Team One Stream. My uh, my buddy Noel, you played some hots with him uh, a couple weeks ago, right? I did. It was a really good time. I have not played that game in a while, and I am so rusty. But I had a great time playing with him, and it's like really fun to talk about like the systems of that game because he has played League a lot, yeah. but never played Hots before. Mm-hmm. So him being able to like have that base level of MOBA skill, then like mix it with how Heroes of the Storm is different. There's a different map every time, different objectives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, heroes can be vastly different. That was really fun. Great time. I think we won six out of six games. It's pretty good. Uh, I want to stream with him again. Definitely check out his stream because he's really he's really fun and really great to play with. Yeah, Noel is an awesome dude. I've known him since high school. Uh, one team, one dream gaming on Twitch, uh, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll definitely have to do some some streaming again. I did I, did, I was unfortunately oh, yeah. unable to to join that stream, but we'll definitely do it in the future. Um, and speaking of one team, one dream. Our next episode is going to be featuring Noel. He was going to be our guest. Yeah. Well, what are we? What are we going to be playing? So this was Noel's pick. I, I asked him. I was like, Hey, oh, I was like, Hey, man. Uh, I know he's really into fighting games, so I'm nervous. It's not a fighting game. I would have loved that okay. because that's that's how me and him became really good friends is playing fighting games together. But he picked a game called Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. It's like an adventure. It's an adventure puzzle game for the DS. It's also on iOS. I know nothing about this game. Uh, it is the lead developer, writer, and you know the, the guy who like kind of did everything on this game is the creator of Ace Attorney, that whole franchise. So I was just gonna say, is it gonna be like a Professor Layton or an Ace? Yeah, it's game? gonna be kind of in that vein. It's it's very Ooh, weird in Japanese, and it's got like adventure puzzle mechanics. It's a single player game. Um, I'm I'm actually very eager to try this because I have not played any of like the weird Capcom games like that like i've never played ace attorney i've never played a Layton, so i'm curious to kind of dip my toes into this so that is going to be our next episode of hey i like that game ghost trick phantom detective oh boy sounds like it'll be this is definitely gonna be unique i'm really uh i'm interested yeah yeah this, is good. this will be a fun one so uh make sure oh the other good news that we have is we're on spotify so if you're listening to we're on spotify us, now. if you're listening to us uh, on any other platform and you prefer Spotify, go ahead and and uh, uh, follow us there. Just search Hey, I Like That Game and you'll be able to uh, to find us. You know, Leave, it, leave a uh, rating or comment or review either there. I don't know. Actually, can you rate and review on uh, Spotify? I don't even know if you can. I actually have no idea. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. I stopped having Spotify and got Amazon Music exclusively because I was tired of saying on Spotify after I asked my Alexa to play a song. Oh, wow. 
That's really dumb. <laughs> Amazon's got your money. That's, that's, that's the level of first world problem I'm on oh right now. Oh my god, <laughs> fucking loser. Uh-huh. But yeah, get us on Spotify. Yeah, hit us up. Send us an email at heyilikethatgame at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at, at I like that game. Uh, hit, hit us yeah. up on Facebook, uh, on the Hey I Like That Game uh, podcast page. Uh, we try to post a lot of stuff on there. We interact with our fans on there as well. If, if you, We take requests. Take requests, yeah. I mean, we have a guest uh, next episode just because of that. So if you want to, you want us to play a game uh, in particular or you want to be on the show, you know, reach out and we'll uh, we'll get you on here. But I think that's enough for today. Jim. Yeah, what's the what's the next game? Uh, ghost. Uh, spirit Detective <laughs> Ghost Attorney? <laughs> no, that's not it. Uh, it's, called, <laughs> it's called Ghost Trick. Phantom Detective, next time on Hey, I Like That Game. Boop.